welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Chris. And I'm Lance. And today we're going to be talking about Shazam! Fury of the Gods. This is our movie review, probably spoiler-laden movie review of Very spoiler. Shazam 2! Fury of the Gods. Both of us saw this movie over the weekend, over opening weekend. I saw it with my son, Galvin, and you saw it... With my wife. Yesterday, yeah. Yep. And so I'm I haven't talked with you about this. You haven't talked with me. We, we've I've just looked at very minimal uh, social media posts of, oh, we have some thoughts. So I'm very curious to hear what you think and 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 to share my thoughts on this movie uh, just very briefly. So um, overall thoughts, let's let's open it up. I had a lot of fun with this movie. It's it's not changing the game it's not blowing me away but at the core of this film is a lot about family and uh what that means what families can look like and the the love that you share with one another and how you want to protect one another and to me it's just it's a nice message it's a fun message to go and Having now a child of my own, of course, these storylines are going to hit a little bit harder for me. So again, like there were quite a few things that I wasn't the biggest fan. I wasn't the biggest fan of, Mm -hmm. but overall, enjoyable movie, positive experience. Yeah, I I think for me, it was it was a fun movie. I'm glad that they're making some superhero movies being a father and you know, uh, somebody that's always like, I wish I could take my kid to a movie that's like not super violent or whatever. And there was fighting, but it was like supernatural magic fighting. And there was a dragon, but, you know, magical fire. And so there wasn't I don't even think there was blood there. There was like goo from the monsters. And there was definitely like people died, but they got turned into stone and, and there was, you know, disintegration or, but some of it was, it was implied. It was implied terrible stuff, but nothing like nothing. They didn't show anything. A dude walked off a roof and splatted on the ground. We heard a splat. Yeah. You heard a splat. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, you know, I checked in with my son every once in a while. I was just like, Hey, is, is, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we talked about, it. he's like, wow, that was so cool. You know, with the, when this happened and whatever. So, I mean, overall, I think it was like you said, fun. It was lighthearted. I liked that it was about the, the, the adopted family and, and it really kind of centered on that. Like he was struggling you know, Billy Batson was struggling about like, Hey, I really want us to come together. Like he had found this family and he was trying to embrace it, but then he was worried about everybody kind of doing their own thing. And we've seen that moment from the trailer of him in so-called therapy, which kind of sets up the whole, like, Hey, I'm going to have a therapy session and set up the whole inner struggle of my hero (laughs) blatantly kind of saying it. But that was, you know, the struggle for him is, is how can I, how can I, bring everybody together, but still be the hero I need to be um, as, as a group. And and so I think that was, it was, it was all right. Like, I think, well, we'll get into gripes in just a minute, but um, I really liked the villains. I w- I had no idea about these villains, about the, but the daughters of Atlas. And I thought they were portrayed very well. I was like, how are they going to make Helen Mirren an intimidating presence? I mean, I know she can act, 
and Lucy Liu is is badass. You know, I've seen Kill Bill and, and other things and she's she's great. But it's like but also you have these big superheroes. So you you give them this mythological power and the same kind of strength and power. And uh, Calypso's power, Lucy Liu's character was really crazy and scary. Like that was a scary power. Um, it's, it's of just causing Kilgra- chaos yeah like Kilgrave status though just like telling uh-huh. people to go do things but to an extreme degree yeah yeah and and Hespera just being like magical you know evil wizard kind of you know to to counteract the the wizard character of Shazam I like that we got to see a lot more of the wizard as well and he had some like funny moments <laughs> so I so mean so he had some funny moments but oh man there was some cringy there was like some cringy stuff, cringy dialogue and presentation. And yeah, the we'll get to that thing. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll get to the cringy stuff. Um, we'll focus on the good first. Um, I thought the I, I really like seeing Freddie Freeman. Uh, Jack Dylan Grazer is the actor that plays him when he's not superhero uh, Freddie. But I, I think he just plays it really well. And his chemistry, they kind of set up a relationship with him you know a teenage relationship with him and rachel ziegler's character Anthea, a six thousand year old person yeah that was, and there were some funny little call out moments from the foster parents like what is it with our sons and older women it's like she's <laughs> that part was great that part there was, was some fantastic. you know funny little moments where they called stuff out like that um but i mean th- that was that was the good stuff i mean like i think it was had a good structure and Kind of, there was some story beats that got kind of lost. For me, Freddie is the MVP of this film. Freddie was great. He's fantastic, and they were. I honestly think because we're we're talking spoilers here. Yeah. I honestly think that at some point they were playing with the potential idea of Freddie taking over as the main hero if oh. they were to truly kill off Billy Batson's Shazam. Sure. Yeah, because they were showing how willful Freddie was. He was able to yeah. counteract the like Lucy Liu's characters yeah. influence. Like as, as a human, like not even yeah. as a superhero. Like he... Yeah. And then he was also able to scream and move towards the, that fear dragon uh-huh. that people were supposed to immediately be terrified of and not move and yeah. just be devoured. And he busted through both of those, mental uh like challenges and yeah tore it up and he's so funny his comedic timing is unbelievable yeah he's got that kind of quick stammery kind of thing like you would find in a judd apatow comedy like it's very overlapping and and cuts himself off a lot which some people might be turned off with how how yappity he is but but i think that's just how the character is and i i kind of like that it's he's got like a nervous confidence about him like he's he overcompensates because he knows he has to a little bit because of his physical impairment and but he's very clever and um you know we didn't see a lot of asher angel as billy batson we mostly saw Zachary Levi. We saw a little bit of Billy Batson in moments where he's like, hey, I, I, you know, the, the mom wanted to see him and and there was a heartfelt little moment. So, I mean, like he just it was like a little cameo, you know, like, but mostly it was he wasn't there very much. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly it was him. And, and we saw a lot more of Mary as well. Like we had she had a little, you know, subplot with like, hey, I want to go to college and I don't know if I want to do this all the time. And so, like, 
And, um, you know, you, you had these little subplots for each of the characters, kind of like some of them. Well, with Mary, that actress had way more screen time because rather than having her transform and become a different woman, she like in the original, herself, yeah. she played <laughs> both versions in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I guess she's just she's at the, the magic age where it's like, well, she's the same. And actually, in the comics, we talked about this when Mar- Mary Marvel or Mary Brumfield becomes Mary Marvel. She stays young. And it, and actually, the same thing happens with Captain Marvel Jr., who's Freddie Freeman. He becomes Captain Marvel Jr., but he stays kind of like super. He stays young, but he becomes a superhero when he's younger. They didn't really play it that way in the movie. But, you know, like we did. We just did the Shazam episode. If you haven't listened to that, you should go listen to that for Captain Marvel Shazam. But we kind of got into some of his supporting cast. And and I had I didn't read the storylines that DC has put out with the other characters like Pedro and Eugene and Darla, <laughs> which are from the comics, I think so. But but they've expanded on them a little bit more and they're fun and they're, they provide some fun little moments. You know, I like that they have. I love that they turned the the Rock of Eternity into this little like teenage yes. teenage hangout with like lights everywhere and video games and just like a little you know Bi- pizza bar <laughs> bikinis on the sins yeah it's just you know just dressing up the old statues <laughs> like that's that was funny that was like okay i get it you know and that's fine well if you had the resources to create your own dream like nerd room mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You would absolutely do that. And th- that room was exactly what a group of kids would turn like a yeah. <laughs> a hollow space into. Yeah, for sure. That was pretty fun. I-, I also really liked the when they showed magic that wasn't just them, like like the pen, right? The magical yes. pen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was his name? Oh, I don't It wasn't like Felix or something. What was it? I don't know. What was the pen's name? Oh, I can't remember now. The fact that it was just this running bit of it, it annotates things perfectly. And so they thought it was proof reading for them and editing out, but it was just writing every single thing. It said, <laughs> yeah. so when Helen Mirren is reading that letter, that's Steve said, the pen. Just, Steve the pen. <laughs> so when Helen Mirren is reading that letter, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So funny. Like, was, what is this Gatorade? Get, getting, yeah, getting her to read it like very like. This is a call to action. I'm calling you out. I think that is good. Yes. Yes. That sounds good to me, bro. Let's get some Gatorade. <laughs> Another thing that was a running uh, gag that I thought was brilliant was the whole wisdom of Solomon. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the wisdom of Solomon, which like he was like wisdom of Solomon. Saruman. <laughs> there was so many good ones in there. Oh, I love that part. So, okay, well, let's talk about that so that maybe this can get into some constructive criticism because the wisdom part is one of the things I didn't like about it. I didn't mm. like how maybe it's Zachary Levi's choice. Maybe it's the the story choice that, you know, he didn't get the wisdom of Solomon. Like it was it was indicated like and I'm glad they pointed it out and they were like, hey, here's all these things. Oh, you're missing this. And I was like, maybe he needs to bite the apple like they're kind of setting this up. Right. And it never happened. It was just this like, what? Well, why is he playing so dumb? Like he he almost seems dumber when he's an adult. Yes. When when he's a kid and he's all street smart and everything, he's just he's just acting very 
I think that kind of bothered me a little bit with Zachary Levi just playing very like, Hey, I'm a kid. Oh my gosh. You know? And I'm like, why are you acting like that? Yeah. I think it was, it was funny in the original yeah. because of course this kid's going to be having so much fun and be freaking out about, I am a superhero, but you want your character to evolve. And even after in this film, when he realizes he needs to step up, protect his family, and he goes one-on-one against our big bad of the film, mm-hmm. even after the fact, when you think he's had this growth, it's this revert reversion, like back to what he was before. There was no like emotional growth with him, which also bothered me. Yeah. Like you can be fun. You can be silly, but you literally have all these other powers. Why don't you have this wisdom? There needed to be something there. Like either he needed to get really smart and still, it doesn't mean he needs to change his personality. He just needed to have the knowledge, right? And, and have the sort of like, I know how to do this. And that, that would have been a great moment where I know it was like his heart or it was like, I got to do this to protect you. And like, okay, fine. But like, it would have been great if he had that moment where he's like, oh, I, I understand now I can tap into this wisdom. I can tap into these other other powers that I have. And this is the only way I need to defeat him with my power. I'm taking it back. You know, I'm the only one that's left and and I'm going to, you know, use the wisdom. I'm going to use the wisdom to right. outsmart like which maybe that was implied. But I, there was a lot of levels to that. And I think you know your target audience isn't going to follow. And it just ended up being like, hey, I'm going to fly into this dragon fire and maybe and, and then say Shazam. And it's it bothered me. <laughs> so so hear me out yeah. the way I feel like it potentially could have been an improvement as far as unlocking the wisdom of Solomon mm. would have been in this final fight. Billy is getting wrecked. He's almost about to die, but he's doing something as like a self-sacrifice, but he gets hit really hard. So he goes into like this daze type of thing. We go internally into his mind yeah, yeah. and we get to see Solomon, like have Solomon show up and, and have this conversation sure. with him of yeah. saying, you weren't prepared for my power before but you a hundred percent need it now. And then he unlocks it and he comes out and he's able to figure out how to defeat the big, bad Lucy Liu's character because of the obtaining the wisdom of Solomon and finally being worthy of it. And like having that absolute necessity to use it in that moment, hundred percent would have been great. And getting to see like a hyper intelligent wise Shazam, but also being quippy at the same time, would have been so much fun and shown growth with this character, which I want, but we just didn't get that. I mean, there was other little things like, I don't like that. They never came up with his name. I think that was, that was a joke that went on a little too long. And that was like how the end of the movie, like, Oh, your name is Shazam. Oh, okay. Like that's at the end of the second movie. That's, it's a little, it's a little old. <laughs> like at that yeah. point, like they should have, addressed it right from the beginning like oh i started calling myself shazam or, or whatever and and just like it's the joke of like oh i'm captain every power and i'm captain you know super every guy like and, yeah it's it's just like okay but now we're not taking it seriously <laughs> like just like you keep saying that it it takes away from from the from what when you need a, a serious moment it's like well 
am I rooting for Billy? Like, what am I supposed to call this guy? <laughs> am I rooting for, you know, uh, it's I think that was just they needed to just address it and not make it this joke because that that took away from it. Um, you know, like, what are we calling ourselves? Like, even in the in I'm looking at IMDb and it's like uh, superhero Freddy, superhero Eugene, superhero Pedro. Like, they don't have names. They don't <laughs> they don't have code names. And, and that's just kind of a, I don't know, missed opportunity. Um, of, of I wonder if their toys actually say superhero <laughs> Freddy, superhero because boy, oh boy. Yeah. And then, and then even like they're in the news, it's calling him like the failure squad or something, the Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Oh, what were they? Like the Philadelphia fails. Oh, what was it? I don't know. Something about fiasco. The oh, Philadelphia fiasco, fiascos. Yeah. yeah. The Philly fiasco. And it was like, wait, you're the Philly fiasco. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, it, and again, that's a joke, but then. They don't have a moment where it's like, hey, they saved it. It's the Philly saviors or, or whatever. I mean, like it's you you, you got to give and take. You got to if you're setting up something that's a joke like that, you got to do something that's the flip side of that, you know, so it shows some progression. Yeah. Um. So uh, another thing, Lucy Liu ends up sort of, ooh, what a twist, becomes the actual big bad as Helen Mirren's like, oh, we just want to actually plant this tree in our god realm. And her Hespera and Anthea are like, yeah, let's do that. And Lucy Liu's like, no, I want to destroy this realm. And she ends up like stabbing Hespera and like, okay, I. I mean, that, that's a, I guess, a little bit of a twist, sort of. And but I, I don't know if Lucy Liu's character. So like we mentioned earlier, that first scene when at the museum, she's terrifying, like she causes oh, yeah. this chaos, but then she never she only uses it like once or twice after that. It's just on like single people like she uses it on Freddy and he fights it and then maybe one at a time and then the big it then it's like we're fighting a big tree that sprouts mythological monsters and like if she would if she had gone in there as the new big villain at the end of the movie and like like now i'm gonna cause chaos i'm not only have these monsters but i'm gonna start having everybody in philadelphia start ravaging each other like that that is a threat like but yeah. she's like eh, just monsters you know it's like, <laughs> like okay <laughs> And she just was like riding a dragon the whole time. I mean, like, I okay, we'll get to the dragon. But but yeah, I just felt like you kind of you lost some of your threat credibility. Um, Calypso did at the end, like just because she was just riding this dragon around, just breathing, pulling, pulling a Khaleesi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he even calls her that. He's like, yeah, I'm going to fight you as there's some funny clips. this wood dragon. It's made of wood. Yeah. <laughs> It's not, this doesn't seem highly effective, but I, I was a big fan of all of those monsters showing up. We got to see a manticore. Yeah. Monsters look fun. Manticore, harpy, a fun unicorn, <laughs> like Cyclops. a super dark unicorn. <laughs> Cyclops. I honestly thought when they said unicorns are the thing that they're terrified of, I thought they were going to go through that fairyland door that was back in. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Room. Yeah. To get That's like, another thing they set up and they never paid off. Yeah, I'm like, you introed this fairy world where all these things are there. coming out. 
like, oh, we're going to go in there. Yeah. So <laughs> why did. didn't you get this bright pink unicorn to fight all of these very brooding, monstrous creatures? Like that would have made more sense rather than allowing the youngest member of their team to stand waiting for a monster to spear her with their horn. Yeah. I did like the Skittles moment, though. I thought that was a funny joke, I guess. But uh, like, I mean, that was a uh, we we liked that. We were like, ah, Skittles, because <laughs> we didn't see like, I don't know. Oh, she was eating Skittles before. And then and she yeah. threw them up and and it was like, oh, OK, that's cute from from, a, you know, little girls like unicorns and Skittles. And she's like, taste the rainbow. <laughs> Rather taste the rainbow. You know for a fact that when uh, how it should have ended animate yeah. like their videos, that little Darla's <laughs> getting speared by a unicorn when she throws some Skittles up. And that's just gonna be done. That's it. She's yeah. out. Yeah, she's out. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I think that that setting up that door, like that they basically had Monsters Inc. right there. Yeah. And it could have gone anywhere, but it's all these different realms, and they could have gone to a different realm. It's like, we're gonna unleash our own thing and and that could have been a whole fun something but then i don't know at what point is it just like cgi monsters fighting each other and you kind of forget about your heroes yeah i mean do we have any other thoughts on this uh oh well post credit scene sure yeah let's talk about the, the ending and the post credit scene so one of the big reveals at the end i'm cautiously optimistic about you know so shazam sacrifices himself and he dies like billy dies <laughs> like, yeah and it's and he's got like fire burn damage and and they yeah they, they go through the portal and they take him to the mount you know whatever this magical place is and they're they're burying him there like where the tree where the real tree is planted in its own realm and and they're like well we can't bring him back because we don't have any light of the gods and then randomly <laughs> Wonder Woman shows up, who is a demigod. <laughs> yeah, and then they play the theme, and and so she comes up and she what like breathes on it or something, and then um, oh she just slams she it in slams the, the staff down, yeah, and and it brings him back from the grave, and he comes up out of the dirt, and then there's a funny little moment with him and Wonder Woman, which I was confused why Shazam came out of the dirt because he was Billy. Right. He was back to being Billy when yeah. he was dead. He had like third degree burns on his face. Yeah. But he should have popped back out as Billy because he didn't say Shazam to turn yeah. into Shazam. So maybe it was like, you know, the magic coursing through the ground and it's like kind of it was like a it was like a lightning jumpstart kind of thing. Or there's like we don't Asher's already home. We 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 don't have him. They on gave set. him the Let's day just, off. I mean, yeah, like he, he, he only had like two scenes in the movie. So like, you know, just, yep. yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't make us wait again <laughs> for right. that. Um, and then so there's, there's that. And then there was the first post credits scene, which had two of the characters from Peacemaker. Yes. Which we like show up with Shazam in the middle of the forest. <laughs> so it, it's it's a, totally a callback to when Peacemaker and Vigilante are shooting yeah. different bottles and things and like blowing up toilets in the woods. So it's mm -hmm. a callback to that. Cause Shazam is like blowing up bottles yeah, with bam, lightning. Bam, bam. They show up. We're like, we want you to join the justice. And he's like, yes. Yeah. And then, and then they're like society. And he's like, what now? Uh, <laughs> is that the one with wonder woman? Why are you obsessed with wonder woman? Yeah. Uh, so we know that 
in the DCEU moving forward, they are going to be developing the Justice Society now, wanting Shazam to be part of this team, a team where potentially Peacemaker <laughs> and Shazam are together is uh, interesting. Interesting? Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, that might be some, like maybe he shows up in the Waller show because maybe yeah. that has something to do with like she because she's the sort of mastermind behind the Justice Society. So are we going to see characters from Black Adam that are in Justice Society? I mean, like, is that already established? Th- this is where it gets right. weird, yeah, yeah. right? Because Cavill's not coming back as as Superman. We have the Flash movie coming out addressing a previously established Flash, which is potentially their last time but then you have these other characters that might keep going like uh their version of supergirl or superwoman and and then you have characters like peacemaker which we know they're coming back and then you have shazam which might come back they're sort of setting it up maybe to do that with this i I don't know it's like they're throwing things up in the air and they're like maybe this will work we'll see if this works and it might not um, and I, I mean, I'd like to see Hawkman from Black Adam yes. and, and some other characters come back. I mean, it, it, sure. Like, let him come back in the Waller TV show because and if Shazam shows up in that great, like, like maybe they can be part of that. I'm all for Hawkman coming back. I, yeah, that, I freaking that dude loved was, it. The that sign. dude was dope. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and so that was the end of that scene. And then we get the end or the actual post credit scene, which is the callback to the post credit scene from the first Shazam movie. That's so weird. Where, uh, was it? Is it Silvana? Silvana. Dr. Yeah, Silvana. Dr. Silvana and Mr. Mind. In prison. And Mr. Mind crawls back through again and they start having a conversation. And Silvana's like, where have you been? It's been two years. And he's like, I'm a worm. I go slow. <laughs> And then he's like, you're going to reveal this plan? It's like, yes, but I have a few things to do first. And he crawls out and goes away again. So it's it's kind of funny, but it's also kind of a slap in the face. Like, this is never going to come to fruition. Uh, I know. I was just like, what? I laughed. But at the same time, I was like, oh, seriously, because I really I really like Mark Strong. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's he's such a he's the perfect villain. Like, I mean, it's we had him as Sinestro. He was great as Sinestro. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I just I was sitting there, and my son was like, "What is that?" I was like, "Remember (laughs) the first movie?" And he's like, "I don't remember that." I was like, "I it it's fine. Okay, there's this villain. Uh, Let's just go. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't (laughs) worry about it." I was just like, I don't know how to explain this to you. It's, There's was, nothing to explain. It's it won't brilliant that that was this. It was almost like, let's repeat this joke from the first movie yeah. and nothing's happened. Yeah. Like, I thought funny. that was funny, but it was also, like you said, very frustrating. Yeah. But yeah, overall, uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods, a, a fun time. I enjoyed the majority of it. Didn't blow me away again, but still worth worth like the price of admission, I would say. I think it's worth waiting as a rental personally. Or, I mean, I, I, I don't think you need to see this on the big screen. It's it's if, if you're a fan of Shazam or you know, maybe, you know, I mean, the first movie was definitely better. And 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 they 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 they, they it was a good time. They lost some moments and opportunities where it could have made some more sense. It could have, you know. Like you said, there were some cringy moments that it could have been a little bit uh, scripted better. <laughs> just they kind of like it started off really strong and it kind of just got muddy yeah. um, towards the end for me. But 
I mean, again, you know, it, it's it's fun to see these characters. It's fun to see like the family dynamic. I hope that we get to see some of these characters again. I want more Freddy, more Freddy. Yeah, more Freddy. And and maybe we'll get to see them. I mean, it's going to be tricky because like, you know, the teenagers are getting older and the, it's you kind of you lose the dynamic of like, well, do we recast Billy at this point? Because Asher Angel's getting older. And so how does that work? <laughs> but maybe maybe some of the others will stick around. Who knows? Like how, you know, that they're DC is kind of writing their own script right now and and they're not necessarily sticking to comics i mean they are they said they will in some cases but then there's other cases where it's like it could they could do whatever they want so we're still at the point where they are tying off loose ends yeah because we haven't started james gunn's james gunn's vision yet so we'll get there and this is kind of his way of connecting these threads that he didn't have 100 percent control of prior so we'll see what they do moving forward this is true Before we wrap up our episode, we want to remind everybody that coming out very soon on April 5th, which is a Wednesday, we are launching our Patreon. Comic Book Keepers is starting a Patreon. This is going to be one of the best ways to support us. And as a fan of the show, if you like the show, it's just more of what you love. There's going to be extra episodes. There's going to be more content from us. There might be some video content. There's going to be some exclusive cool stickers that that you can get. And 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 you will also have the ability to vote on characters that you want to see us do episodes on. So there's one tier. It's one tier gets everything and if you support for a month, if you support for a year, whatever you support, we are gracious and it helps us go towards making more episodes and, and doing more with the show, doing more production, you know, paying for hosting, paying for everything like that that we need to do on the back end. We want to keep growing the show and we definitely want uh, to make more stuff for the people that like us doing this. So if you have the um, the income or have the wherewithal to support us, um, we really appreciate it. And if not, we appreciate you listening to the podcast anyway. Yes. Uh, again, like we seriously appreciate all of our listeners. And this Patreon is just going to give us an opportunity to try and do more. There's just a few things. <laughs> we just need a little bit of overhead <laughs> to do some of these things. But again, we really appreciate any support you give us. So check out our Patreon coming soon, April 5th. All right, it's time to close the book on Shazam Fury of the Gods. So until next time, this is Chris and Lance reminding you to keep your friends close, but your comic books closer. Closer.